the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Some will say evangelism is what you do, not what you say. But Paul, or God through Paul in Romans 10, has something quite different in store. And that's what we're looking at next, here on Abounding Grace. Join us. probably heard it or read it. Somebody you know has said it. Evangelism is something more that you do rather than what you can say. Oh, it sounds great, looks good on a bumper sticker, but the fact of the matter is, if you take a look at Romans 10, verses 13 through 21, something quite different comes out. Preaching, the way God calls men to call on him. And that's what we're looking at today here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose and online at reformedheritage.org. Here's Pastor Gary in Romans 10, verses 8 through 15 on today's Abounding Grace. Not an easy subject today for most preachers to preach on. Preachers and preaching, the way God calls men to call on Him. But unfortunately, this is where we are in our study of the book of Romans. Imagine sitting in your driveway, you have a beautiful car that has a very powerful engine in it. Then suddenly, one day, the idea occurs to you that it might be fun to take out that engine and put in gear and chain mechanisms like a child's bicycle. Now that car may sit there in your driveway And it may look beautiful and be the envy of your neighbors, but it's not going to move. And it's not going to do what that car was designed to do. Now, this is probably a very poor analogy to perhaps express how the church has really abused herself and allowed herself to be abused. The Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again to make us beautiful by his obedience, and by his sacrifice on the cross. Our beauty does not lie in the buildings or our programs or our productions. It lies in the faith, hope, and love that we draw from our Savior. And the engine that keeps all that going is the preaching of God's word. Turn, if you will, earlier in Romans to one verse, Romans Chapter 1, verse 16. Paul confesses here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, or the good news. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The Lord Jesus, when he rose from the dead, provided the engine. 
He gave it fuel by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so that for those to whom he sends preachers, ignorance is scattered and God's word is brought to us so that we can understand the mind of Christ. The preaching of God's word increases our love, our ability to fellowship, even to endure sufferings should God call us to do so. The engine of gospel preaching is our only protection against the wiles of the devil, his deceitful scheming, the lives of our own hearts, as well as the lives of those wolves within the church. So it should break our hearts to see it in the day in which we live. Preaching has been largely replaced, not completely, with therapeutic sweetness. How can we massage the hearers, get them to feel good about the ideas that they already came into the church with? Heaven forbid we be challenged. Heaven forbid our sins be confronted. Heaven forbid we be told that we are not sufficient unto ourselves and that we need God's help and strength. You know, at best, this is one of the saddest things today about so many Americans going to church. At best, many only hear snippets of Scripture, and oftentimes so loosely connected with the rest of Scripture, and sloppily done, that statistics, which don't generally lie, say that within the church there hasn't been as much ignorance of what Scripture actually teaches since before the day of the Reformation. That's 500 years ago. And they're not talking about the world and what the world knows about the Bible. That is what professing Christians know about what God has said. And why is this? Well, as professing Christians, at some level, we have lost our appetite for the preaching of God's Word. We don't want heralds who come and speak with boldness and absoluteness. This offends those who just want their ears tickled. We oftentimes want, as a group, smooth, flattering words. We want to hear the political trends of the day. We want to hear the statistics of the day, the stories of the day. We want to hear the analogies from sports stars and celebrities. But what have we done by all of this? We've traded in like that car the engine of power that is the preaching of God's word. We've traded it in for a child's bicycle, and it won't take us where we want to go, and it certainly will not take us where God wants us to go. So if we look for a reason for the church's muted voice, many people say the church should be doing something. Well, the church is called to proclaim God's truth. This is our fundamental calling in this world, to bring God's word into effect in all areas of life. I have a book in my library, and I know many of you do as well, because we had a study of this. When people are big, but God is small. So why is it that man's feelings are elevated over God's authority? We have plugged our ears. We don't want to hear the preaching of God's word. 
And I'm saying we here as a collective, I'm not referring to any one of you specifically, but just as a group of people, the church. We are like the man who has the expensive, beautiful car and one day says, I'm going to take out that engine and I'm going to get the pedals and the gears and the chain from my eight-year-old boy's bicycle and put it under the hood and see what happens. Do you know what happens? Nothing. It won't go one inch because God has given us a better engine. And that is one that is most necessary for us all. Look at our text. We saw last week in verse 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a promise of mercy. You and I, we all need saving. And not just from hell but from selfishness and from worry and fear and unbelief and lust, all the things that make us so sick of ourselves at times. We all need saving. So God says, call upon me, and I might save you. No, he says, I will save you. Now, verse 14 contains three of the most important questions that have ever been asked. Number one, But how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? We are not going to call on God with confidence that he loves us and that that he will hear our prayers, that he is our father, and that he is not armed with vengeance against us, but his heart is open and loving to us. How are we going to call on him if we don't believe his promise of mercy? The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that without faith... It is impossible to please God. So we can't pray rightly if we pray, Oh God, if you are up there in the sky, please hear me now. God doesn't hear that kind of prayer. Because we have to be persuaded by a power that is outside of us, that, is not ang- that God is not angry with us any longer. For he has laid all of our sins upon the back of his son. And struck him down instead of striking us down. And then we'll call upon him. But not until then. Not until we believe in him. Notice the second question. How can they believe in him in whom they have not heard? We're not going to call on God if we are ignorant of him. Now it's true. Everyone can have the name God floating about in their brain. The ancients had a whole host of them. They had people actually selling idols in the streets. Do you want the God for upset stomachs? Do you want the God for an ingrown toenail? Do you want the God for irregular whatever that may be? Okay, it's right here, a little statue, but they... May as well have been dogs barking at the moon. It didn't do them any good. Because we have to know the true God. You see, we think in America that we live in a Disney story. That everyone will find his or her own genie and it will all work out in the end. We are kind of the creators of our own reality. But we live in God's world, and we have to know the true God. 
We don't get to create him. That's why in the Old Testament, the word for idol is also a word that means a nothing. Because an idol is a nothing. The gods that we dream up in our mind are like, well, I think God is just going to let everyone into heaven at the end. And actually, there's really no hell. Oh, that's pretty nice. And I can believe freely. I can help myself freely to your money. But just because I believe that doesn't make it so. Now, this is like an ABC lesson, let's say. But understand, even our educational methods today enforce this on children. A college student the other day told me what his class lesson was, which was, what do you think about this certain thing, this certain idea, this certain philosophy? His parents are paying the professors to ask the children what they think about something. I thought they were supposed to be teaching them. This is what happens when there's no objective truth any longer. There's no literary critic. No, this is what the author meant. Oh, no. We don't want to talk about what the author meant. We just want to talk about what each individual thinks it means because after all, we are our own creators and we define reality for ourselves. But those of you who may work in the hard sciences and in certain businesses, go ahead and try that with the IRS. It doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't work. Try, try it if you are an engineer. It doesn't work. It doesn't work in the real world. We have to know the true God as he has revealed himself in scripture. We have to know him as the creator of all things. The just God who will not leave the guilty unpunished. But at the same time, he is rich in mercy to those who call upon him. In other words, we just can't make up. Well, this is my God, and that's nice. But just because you think it, it doesn't make it so. When it comes to ultimate matters of life and death, heaven and hell, you can wish upon a star all you want to, but it will not do you any good. In fact, it may wind you up doing what will be a great deal of harm to you. And notice the third question. This is a conclusion to which Paul was driving, and it's not one that a lot of people are going to accept. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Wait a minute. Do you mean this chain here that began in verse 13 with you can tell him, you can call upon him, can't call upon him unless you believe in him, and you can't believe in him if you haven't heard of him? In other words, if you are ignorant of him. And all of this is coming down to, and how shall they hear without a preacher? Do you mean that faith, salvation, calling upon the name of God depends upon that herd of rascals and crooks and blowhards that have gone throughout the world? Preachers? This is how the world thinks. But see, ever since God raised up Noah, who was called a preacher of righteousness, 
through about 4,000 years of world history. God has been pleased to reveal a true knowledge of himself to men, leading to faith, leading to calling upon him through preachers. Yes, human preachers. Weak, 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 weak. I make no pretense. I heard a story the other day about a church in the south. They had to close because it couldn't pay the bills. But up drives the pastor in his beautiful Rolls Royce. I'm talking about even that kind of situation. Why? Because we, can't, we don't want to hear God's voice directly. We just want to be told that everything's going to be okay and we're going to be blessed. So it is merciful for God to send those who are like weakness to us. Please be very careful. As much as we should, we're going to see in a minute how we should value the preachers that God sends to us. And I thought back this week and last week in preparation for this, upon all the preachers God has sent into my life, and what a blessing they've been to me. But please understand, we don't elevate the preacher because there's something super unique about him. We understand that when God sends a preacher, he is sending someone to test. Whether or not we will be humbled underneath his hand and say, listen, you can't come to me on your own terms, says God. I'm going to send you those who are like you, weak, yes, And you may know their faults, and their faults may frustrate you. You may look and say, well, I'm a better man than he is. And you may very well be. But God sends men so that the very question chain that we just read here, that we can know the one true God, that our ignorance can be scattered, that the word of God can be opened to us, and that we can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved is of pure grace. Now notice something here. What exactly is a preacher? Because as John said in his first letter, chapter 4, verse 1, Brothers, believe not every spirit, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now in other words, it's not safe to listen to anyone who says, I'm a preacher. I'm really smooth. I'm successful. So listen to me. I'll scratch you where you're itching. Just listen to me. So how do we know? Now, Paul doesn't give us any kind of long description here, and neither will I. But he does give us the word preaching. And he gives us a context to interpret that word. Don't forget the old adage of a text without a context as a pretext. So what are we supposed to learn here? Well, the word preacher essentially means a herald. One who proclaims a message given to him by another with a delegated authority as well as with a gravity and a nobility that is consistent with his commission from the one who sent him. A preacher is not a therapist. He is not a blabber of the latest trends. He is not a political activist. A preacher is certainly not someone who shares his personal visions from God. 
He is not one who is the head of a religious organization dedicated to humanitarianism or to helping men solve their problems so they can feel better about themselves. That is not what a preacher is. Let me give you the simplest definition I know of. A preacher is a man whom God has sent to give his truth to us. That is what a preacher is. And that is all he is. He has a commission from God to bring specifically to us the good news of righteousness and peace through Jesus Christ. As well as the way we are to live as new men and new women in Christ. Therefore, a preacher is going to, as the word implies, speak with a certain degree of intensity, even sometimes with a loud voice. Why? Because his message is one of life and death. He doesn't look at you and say, what can I get out of him or her? What will you give me? How can I flatter you? He sees men and women and children for what they are. Heaven and hell and some misery in this life. Forget hell for just a minute. And think of all the misery in this life that we know people go through. Abusive marriages. Women, girls who are sold into all kinds of the worst slavery. And children that would just rip out our hearts if we knew more details of their lives. And those that we do make us nauseous. Those who are just locked into slavery to various forms of drug abuse and alcohol, alcohol abuse. We hear of these things. We know they exist. Our lives have been touched by them. So when the preacher comes, he knows it's not just heaven and hell, although that is the ultimate and the biggest reality, but it is our daily lives Are we going to have blessings through believing God's promises and fellowship with Jesus Christ? Or are we going to walk in our own ways and potentially be very, very miserable? So preacher is aware of this. And he speaks with a degree of intensity because he loves men and women and young people. And even more, he loves God's truth. Now because God has given the preacher a message to preach that's not his own he is very very careful what it is he preaches he doesn't lick his finger and stick it in the air to see the way the wind is blowing no he's got a blueprint for life right here first timothy 2 15 says study to show thyself approved unto god A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. A preacher studies. He labors to study. He doesn't labor to, I need a vision. We have God's complete revelation right here. A pastor doesn't need a vision. And also, of course, as a herald, He wants to be understood. But this doesn't turn him into a storyteller or to some kind of entertainer. Because he's speaking God's truth. And God's truth is too precious to be bandied about as if we were telling jokes. And we're just here today to be entertained and to have our spirits raised. No, we are here to hear the voice of God that says to us, Be reconciled to me through my Son 
Enjoy peace with me through my son. So back to Romans 10. The context here, let's, let, let's turn specifically to what we uh, read here earlier. It would suggest urgency, boldness, specificity, because we're supposed to call upon the name of the Lord. Because you and I have a fundamental need that is in common whether we are Jew or Greek, rich or poor, white or black, smart or stupid. And that is what? We need righteousness. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner. The ministry of Reformed Heritage Church here in San Jose. As always, it's a delight spending time with you here in God's Word. And if today's program has been especially helpful to you, we'd love to hear about it. Would you take a moment and contact us? Let us know how the program is encouraging you in Christ. It would mean a great deal to us. From time to time, we'd like to know how the program is being used by God. And that would be a great gauge for us. A quick letter or a phone call. Here's how to contact us, 408-866-5607. That's our phone number, 408-866-5607. Or you can write to us at PMB, that's PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB for post mailbox, number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is the zip code. If you'd like to know more about Reformed Heritage Church of San Jose or Pastor Gary Wagner and Abounding Grace, you can visit our website, reformedheritage.org. That's reformedheritage.org. And leave us an email when you stop by. Let us know you paid us a visit. You're also welcome to, again, call. That phone number is 408-866-5607. If you'd like a copy of today's program, by the way, mention today's date when you contact us and we'll get a copy out to you. The cost is $5. And any amount you send above and beyond cost of resource materials will go right back into the radio program. As this is a listener-supported ministry, we're able to continue our daily presence here on this station as you continue to support us financially and prayerfully. We appreciate your help in this endeavor. Thank you again. For further information, reformedheritage.org or 408 408- 866-5607. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.